from the scripture that we just started about uh, seven series, seven sermons ago. Standing on the truth, on the truths concerning Jesus. Building a foundation of truths that we know what to stand on. In our reading, we are reading Isaiah chapter 9, verses 6 through 7, reading out of the Amplified Bible. Isaiah chapter 9, verses 6 through 7. If you're able, please stand as we give honor to the Word of God. And it reads as such in our hearing. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given. The government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father of Eternity, Prince of Peace. Our emphasis of the increase of his government of peace shall be no end. And upon the throne of David and over his kingdom to establish it and to uphold it with justice and righteousness from the later times forth, even forevermore, the zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. Hallelujah. Turn to your neighbor and say, Jesus reigns. Jesus is in control. Now give him some praise. Father, even now in the mighty name of Jesus, give clarity of speech, give clarity of thinking that I may say that which the Spirit is saying. Give us ears to hear that we may receive the word the way you want us to receive it. Lord, be glorified. Lord, be exalted. Lord, be lifted up. Lord, take control, take over at this hour that we may see you. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. As crazy as things are becoming, you better know who's in control. <laughs> With the world going worse and things getting darker, you better know in your heart that Jesus is King of kings and Lord of lords and that he orchestrates and that he's in control of everything. If you watch too much news, you become fate of heart. If you don't know where you stand, circumstances will mess you up. I mean, I mean, Christians are losing heart. Did y'all did y'all hear me? Christians are losing heart. And one of the things that we really don't understand is that he is reigning right now. Uh, y'all need to hear me. In the midst of all the craziness, in the midst of ISIS and, and shootings and suicide, Jesus is reigning. Some of y'all looking at me like I done lost my mind. You wonder how can I say such a thing when all this trouble, but, but watch this. He ought to be reigning in your life. 
He ought to be reigning in, in, in spite of your circumstances that you are seeing the reality and the power of Jesus in your life. If you are a Christian, then the Lord has given you power to not be moved by everything and anything and nobody. <clears throat> Y'all need to listen. Step into this with me. See, I, 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 I realize that, that if, if the devil steals my peace, I allowed him to. If circumstances steal my joy, I allowed it to. Why? Because, because we are born again, what is in you is the Holy Spirit and a born-again spirit where your power source comes from. Now, the problem with most Christians is we have not learned to operate in the Word. I'm not saying we don't read the Word. I'm not saying we don't quote the Word. I'm not saying we don't sing the Word. I said operate. I said work the Word. Work the word. You got to work the word. The word will work for you if you work the word. But unless we know how to work the word, I don't care how much we read it, how much we quote it, until we begin to apply the word to our everyday life. Come on now. Listen, listen, listen. The word got to be more than Sunday morning shout. The word got to be that, that on Monday when trouble come, that I can use the word to fend off the devil and tell the devil he's a liar and the truth is not. And for most Christians, we, how can I say, we are up, down, in, out, Feelings are kicking our butts. And we are being moved by everything that the devil throw our way. Uh, let, let, me, let me make some clarity. The devil is fighting you. Let me speak to this side. The devil is fighting you, and he using circumstances to get you off your equilibrium. And if he can affect your emotions, then I don't care how much you shout on Sunday morning, Sunday afternoon, you're crying. And don't get me wrong. I, I think you ought to cry sometimes, but you ought to cry with a determination saying, you don't know who I am, do you? You ought, you ought to cry with saying, hey, I may be down for a moment, but I'm coming back up. See, 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 there ought to be some self-talk that we talk that defies what we're going through. You ought to, even in the midst of your storm, you ought to be able to say, hey, I'm more than a conqueror. But you, ought to, you ought to be able to reach out and say, I'm claiming back my peace. I'm claiming back my joy because the Lord gave it to me and I refuse. Fuse. Oh, the devil may hit you in the stomach for a moment, but you ought to get your breath back and say, is that the best you got? I'm covered. I'm covered. I'm covered. How many Christians in the house know they covered? 
How many know they covered? Listen, his kingdom is alive in us, which means that he is Lord over us. He is king over us. That if I allow his kingship and his lordship to stand up in me, the devil can do his best. God has already given us the victory. That's not something that I just quote. That's something I need to know. That's something that you got to plant, plant your feet in and say, if God says I'm a conqueror, I am a conqueror. It may not feel like it, but who told you to go by your feelings anyway? I think that's the problem. We are going by our feelings. He says in John chapter 3, verse 18, and the truth will set you free. First John 3 and 8 says this, and, and for this reason was the Son of God manifest. For this reason did Jesus come. For this reason did he become a man. For this reason did he live a perfect life. For this reason did he hang on the cross. For this reason was he resurrected that he may destroy the works of the devil, the works that the devil is working in you and in us. Right, right. Yes, he counseled out sin. Yes, you're covered. You're covered from the time you accept Jesus to, to, to right now to, to you breathe your last breath. But if all Jesus did was just to counsel my sins, then the devil still is in control. He did more than that. Don't you remember in Matthew chapter 28, verse 18, he says, all power is now given unto me in heaven and earth. My question is, I thought he already had all power. What, what is he talking about? Because he's God, but let me tell you what he's talking about. He says, now as I represent men, I now stand in as a representative for them because the first Adam gave the authority to Satan. Let me explain that. God gave Adam authority. Adam was walking in authority until he disobeyed God and Satan took what wasn't his. Y'all got me. So now he took authority over mankind and the world. Since man was given the authority, and since Adam, the first man, gave it to Satan, it takes a man to take it back. Y'all need to walk with me. Since God gave it to man, and man stupidly gave it to Satan and Satan started dogging us out over it. God said, guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to come down 42 generations and become a man. So, so, so I'm going to take back which wasn't Satan's in the first place. Then if any man be found in me, he has the authority to be where he should be. My brothers and sisters, what has happened to you is, yes, you still got the old nature, but you got a new nature. 
Yes, the old man is still there, but now you got a new man. John, 1 John chapter 4, verse 4 says this, greater is he that is in me that is in the world. You know what he's saying? We have the ability to walk in the authority that Jesus took back. Amen. 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 We, we have the authority. It's there. Yes, sir. What I, what you have to do is begin to believe what he says and walk in it. Yes, sir. There, there, there's some things, how can I say this? I, I'm glad that, 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 that we sung about prayer because prayer is one of the ways we enter into it. Prayer is one of the ways we enter into it. Watch this, let's go to 1, 2 Corinthians 5.21. For he made him who knew no sin, to be sin. Not, not, not only does he become sin, but the judgment of sin, but he conquers sins, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. That means when God sees you, he sees you as though you have never sinned. It's, it's covered. He wiped it away. Your past, your future, your presence. One of the problems that we don't understand is this. This is a faith fight. When the devil come at you to take what he has no business to take, you need to use your faith. Let me help us out a little bit. But you got to be careful that if you are in disobedient, your faith is on low and not on full. What the devil will do for us, though we're the children of God, he'll make you more sin conscious than God conscious. He says here, we're already the righteous of God in him, in Christ. That's how God sees us. So now this gives you authority. This gives you the right to stand just like Adam had. But the problem is, is that if you don't know who you are in Christ, you can't stand. When, when we are not obedient in an area and we know we're not obedient, I'm not talking about if you're fighting a good fight. I'm talking about when you know what you ought to do, you just ain't doing it. Ah, uh, shut your mouth. See, if you fight and God credits the fighting as faith, you just haven't learned to overcome it yet. But let's be honest. Sometimes we are in a place that we know we ought to not be. We just want to be. And, 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 and now when trouble comes and you lose your joy and you lose your peace and you try to come up against the devil, you don't have the faith because the devil will remind you what you did last night. It's not that the power not in you, but faith activates the power that is in you. And now instead of trusting God's word, Satan will race across your mind what you said, what you did, what... Let me take that a step farther. We not only deal with a lot of times we think that, that we are carnal. Carnal Christians mean I'm spiritual, I'm saved, 
but I don't know how to walk in the spirit. I don't know how to activate what God has given me. That's what we dealt with two weeks ago in Romans chapter 7. Is You can read that two ways. You can read it as a person that's not born again. They have a knowledge that God is right, but they don't have the power because they're not born again. But wait a minute, you can read it another way. You can read it as a person that is born again, but they don't know how to walk in their new life, so they try to walk in it in their own power, and they can't do it. I hate to say this. Most Christians don't know how to walk in power. It's ours. Got your name on it. Your account is full. You got the Holy Spirit inside of you. And we got to make a choice and say, I choose to be all that God has called me to be. I don't care whether you like it or not. I choose to be. You know, you, know, you got to do that for yourself. Can't nobody do that for if it means you got to leave some friends behind, leave them behind. If it means that you can't be in your former clique, leave the clique. If it means that your family won't talk to you no more, well, I love you from a distance. If it means it's going to be a separation between husband and wife, keep on walking in Jesus. I hope you catch me, but if you don't, oh, well. Walking in the spirit will bring separation because, because you just can't do, you just can't react the way you used to. And that's the power of the Holy Spirit. God will take your cussing mouth out. Oh, yes, he will. If you release that power, all of a sudden you don't even have the urge to cuss no more. Oh, yes, he will. God will change your attitude. The Holy Ghost got a new attitude with your name on it. Turn to your neighbor and say, there's power. There's power. There's living power to be released in you. Colossians. Colossians. What's this? Second Colossians chapter 11, 13. I'm going to bend with. When you were stuck in your old dead life, listen, Jesus did not come to make you better. He came to call you from being dead to be alive. What you mean dead? Spiritually dead. Unresponsive to God. Cannot be, how can I say this? A person that's not saved is it's, it's not their sins, it's, it's that they're dead. Let, 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 me, let, me, let me go back. Ed, come here. If Ed is a believer, and I'm not a believer, he may live a better moral life than me, but we both sinners. And what I, buy that, what I mean by that is, 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 is let me change that. You saved, I'm not saved, but I'm living a better moral life than you. But guess what? Me living a better life isn't what saved me. What happens is he's not in his sins, I still am. He got a relationship with Jesus. 
I don't. So no matter how good I try to be, it's like Cain offering up his own righteousness. And God said, that's not what I told you to bring. Hold on. When he offers up, he offers up Jesus. When I offer up, I'm offering up my own righteousness. Guess what? He's acceptable. I'm not. Why? Because I'm offering up what I can do. He's offering up what Jesus did. Listen, I'm offering up my works. He's offering up the blood. Y'all walking with me. Listen, when Jesus sees him, Jesus sees him washed in the blood. And no matter how good I try to be, I don't got no blood. He's alive. In God's eyes, I'm dead. Jesus paid the price for him. I'm trying to pay a price I can't pay. Holy Spirit is guiding him, helping him. I'm doing it in my own strength. I'm trying to make God accept me. When he accepted what God did for him. Uh, Y'all don't hear me. Listen, he accepted the gift. I rejected the gift. And trying to make God do it my way. Wait a minute. He's God. I'm not God. Listen, in his case, it's already done. In my case, if I just accept it and open it up, I can have what he has. But because I won't, I stand in my own stuff. Listen, I may be even better morally than he is on the outside, but my heart is not doing it to praise God. My heart is doing it to prove I'm okay. And the truth is, his heart know God. He got a relationship with God. He's connected to God because of Jesus. Jesus paid it all. My question is where you stand. Where you stand. It takes works out of it. It takes us out of it. And we're standing in what God did for us. Colossians, what's this? You were incapable of responding or pleasing God. God brought you alive. Let's say it again. God brought you alive. Right along. He said, he said when Jesus got up, you got up. When Jesus got up from the grave, God saw that as you getting up and the power that raised Jesus is the same power that has entered into your life. Let's read on. Think of it all. All sin forgiven, past, present, future. The slate wiped clean. The old arrest warrant or the ordinance or that what God held against you has been taken away. Matter of fact, he said it was nailed. Listen, there was a piece of paper that had all your sins on it. 
I'm trying to find a big book. Mine's was bigger than this. Mine's was about, mine's wouldn't fill this, mine was filled this whole room. Okay? I, I, I don't know, I don't know about you, you might have one page. Mine's is about a hundred of these, okay? And, and God had the audacity to move it out the way, to nail it off the cross. Oh, that's something to praise God about. That's something to shout about. That's something that God, God, God nailed it to Jesus. I said, I no longer have all of this, whatever it is, against you anymore. Let's move on. Listen to him. He said, he, he counseled, he nailed it to Christ's cross. He stripped all the spiritual tyrants. That's Satan, that's all his demons. You know what he's saying? He said, I took their power away. They no longer have dominion over you. But do you know that? <laughs> do, do, do you know that, that Charles Spurgeon, he was a 18th century, he was a great preacher. God was using him in a mighty way. They said that, that he woke up one night and the devil was standing there. Okay? And I said, a lot of y'all got scared just me saying that. You know what his reaction was? His reaction was, Oh, devil, it's just you. He turned over and went to sleep. You knew, you know what he understood? I'm covered. And you can't touch me. And the only thing you can do is allow, is what God allows you to do. I know that I can rebuke you myself. And I know that if God allows trouble to come, he's given me everything I need to stand. He knows that I'm not running from you. You just try to sell a wolf ticket, but your ticket has no power to it. He said, I know that I'm washed in the blood of the lamb, and because I, I stand with Jesus, Jesus is in control. Watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this. Watch this. Some of us think that Jesus fights with the devil, I want you to know it's no fight. Let me explain this to you. Let me show it to you. Don't you remember that when Jesus went on the other side of the Sea of Galilee and a storm broke out and he was going to the Gentiles and there was a man on the other side that was in the tomb cutting himself and he was filled with legions of angels and they had control over that territory. That whole region was full of fear because they tried to tie this man up. And this man would snap chains, snap ropes. He would be in the middle of the night screaming at the top of his lungs. And, and, and fear had captivated this whole region. My fact, scripture don't tell us the full detail, but it was not just one one of the gospels said it was two, but it puts emphasis on the one. Here, Jesus gets off the boat, and this man come running. In a lot of our minds, we see, uh-oh, confrontation. But wait a minute. He comes running, and he bows at 
Jesus see. Now watch this. It wasn't just the men that bowed. It was the demons that bowed. Hey, did y'all hear that? Hey, did, y'all, did y'all hear that? Listen, listen. Even the demons don't, even though they don't want to, they got to. They saw who he was. And they said, we know you. You're the son of God. And they bowed and they worshiped. They said, have you come to torment us? He said, they said, they said, don't send us out the region. Please don't send us out the region. Jesus said, I, I, I won't send you out the region. Well, send us over to those pigs. And Jesus said, I'll send you to the pigs. The pigs had enough sense. They, they went and drowned themselves. The, the, the pigs had enough sense. They did pig suicide. By the first time in history, that pigs killed themselves. Because they said, uh-uh, I ain't, I ain't going out like this. Now watch this. Now watch this. Watch this. Watch this. The man is in his right mind. He's close. He said, Jesus, let me go with you. He said, no. He said, because I want you to demonstrate my power in this region that the demons used to control. That's what he said. He said, I want you to show that I had the power to overcome what none of them could overcome. Well, I I have set such a witness in you that the demons who want to rule this territory are going to have to leave because your witness is so strong. Yes, sir. Yes, Lord. I don't need to be here with you. What I've done in you is powerful enough that you can walk down the street and folks gonna praise me and worship me, that the fear is gonna be gone because now his power is broken. I'm standing here today saying that if you are a Christian, the devil's power in your life has been broken. Y'all need to hear me. Turn to the person next to you, say his power is broken over me. It's done. It's over. It's finished. Matter of fact, Colossians says that, that, that Jesus stripped them. Listen, yeah, they stripped Jesus on the cross. But when he got up, he stripped the demons. When he got up, he stripped them naked in the street and walked them and said, you no longer have, matter of fact, it says a scan authority, a superficial authority, which means that they never had real power in the first place. It was stolen power. Listen to what I'm saying, I'm almost finished. Don't go to sleep on me yet. Don't go to sleep on me yet. I'm almost finished. Listen, he marched them down the street. At the cross, he won our victory. You know what that means? This is what this means to us. We need to stand up and be all that God has called us to be. I have, you have to take God's word and begin to speak it to yourself. There's some things you gotta refuse. I refuse to be down for too long. I hate depression. And and, and if you allow your mind to go, all of us can get depressed. I 
of us got something to be depressed about. You know, we can stay in the negative, but you ought to think about the positive. Hallelujah. All of us got something to cry about, but you got something to shout about too. Just the fact you alive, just the fact you still here, just the fact God has given you strength today, just the fact you got movement in your head. Hey, hey, there will always be something wrong, but there's something right. You need to make a choice. I will shout about what's right about my life. Hallelujah. What I have discovered is that sometimes you got to go by the prompt. Not, not sometimes, all the time. We got to follow the prompting of the, you know, that the Holy Spirit is trying to lead us into our victory. I wonder, does anybody argue with yourself? I'm going to meddle. Get ready. Have you ever argued with yourself? I mean, God is telling you to do what's right, and you arguing about why you shouldn't do what's... But why should I say I'm sorry? They need to say they sorry. But why, why, why do I have to ask for forgiveness? They got an attitude too. But why do I have to go to them? They need to come to me. Did I, you know, we get that head motion into it. Uh, 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 you know, did you know that you are arguing with the born-again spirit in you? You're arguing with the Holy Spirit? Well, she got an attitude. I get an attitude, too. I ain't calling him. He, he, know, he, he know he didn't do what he's supposed to. Huh, and I'm stepping in anybody? This joint, I, I just need it because my nerves bad. It was just one glass of running coke, then it went to two glasses of running coke, then I opened up the Patron and drunk that too. I'm not drunk. I really not drunk. That's, that's your opinion. And we will allow our flesh to control what it has no business controlling. Let, let, me, let me throw away a myth. Listen, listen. We act like we are mere, and, and, and it is Hebrews chapter 5 says, says we, we act like we are mere men, and Hebrews chapter 5 says, wait a minute. We're not mere men. You got the Holy Spirit. You can't use that as an excuse. You can't use where everybody were. You can't use that as an excuse. What you do with the worry. What we do, I mean, yeah, yeah, faith got to, see, faith gives you the ability to rise up above your circumstances. You may not be able to change your circumstances, but you can change how you handle your circumstances. Matter of fact, there's some circumstances we put ourselves in. Somebody said that they went to uh, the economy club last night, said the first two was good, but the third one got up and his whole act 
was calling females bees. Matter of fact, his side bee. And they said, they saw females, young ladies, laughing and yeah, he had t-shirts saying side B and they're in line to buy it. Yes, sir. Listen, yes, sir. we allow yes, certain things to happen that we accept yes, and we make it as though it's okay. Don't tell me that you are a creation of God. God made you in his beauty. You got the spirit of God and it's okay to be called a female dog. Don't tell me that we're supposed to accept everything that comes down the pipe. Don't tell me that we don't have the ability to stand up in the midst of our situation and say, I know who I am. I don't care whether you see who I am. I know who I am. I am who God says I am. And if God says I am, I am. I may not know how to walk in all that God has given me, but as Christ said, I'm more than a conqueror, then I'm more than a conqueror. I am who he says I am because he knows who I am. And if he says that I am, I'm going to agree with him, not agree with you. I am. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There's victory. There's victory. Listen, listen. Hebrew says, says, our strength comes from exercising our senses, getting off of milk and becoming strong in the word. Hebrew chapter 5. Look what it says. It says this. It says, it says, it says, it's the more I exercise and walk in that prompting and listen to what God's saying, the easier it becomes to walk in it. Listen, I remember when I got off my tricycle, my dad bought me a little red bike. You know, the first place he took me was to the park. You know, when I was in the park without training wheels, y'all, I could ride good. You know why? It was a wide open space. And, and to be honest with you, I wasn't steering the bike. I was just pedaling. And I was going where the bike went. So then I said, I don't need training wheels for the sidewalk. Oh, yes, I did. <laughs> could pedal fast enough to stay up straight. I just couldn't steer. I was all over the place. And to my chagrin, my dad put on training wheels. You know what that's Hebrew said? Some of us need training wheels. The problem is, is that we should graduate from training wheels. The Shabbat is stared the direction in which we're going. He said, he said, we go back to milk. He said, he said, how is it that you was doing good and you don't went backwards? Listen, there is no such thing as standing still in Christ. 
we are either moving forward or we moving back. I mean, you may think, you may not see it. You either pressing your way or you getting passed by. We either, we, we either are going from mashed potatoes to steak or we going from mashed potatoes back to milk. He says, he says, you have to make an intentional attempt in moving forward. You got to apply the word to your life and say, I choose to believe. Let me show you something. First Kings, I, I, Elijah the prophet has just won a great battle. He has won the children of Israel from Baal worship to God worship. For three and a half years, it had not rained in Israel, and Elijah prayed that it would not rain because they left God. So therefore, there was no increase in their blessing, and they was in a drought situation. Did you know, spiritually, you can be in a drought situation? Come on now. Come on, talk to me. I mean, I mean, you can be up in church and not feel the Holy Spirit. You, you, can, you, can, you can be doing, you can be playing church and you walk out with nothing. You know what? That's drought. That's drought. I mean, I mean, listen, the Spirit is raining right now, but if you are sitting here and you're not receiving anything, maybe you're in drought. Maybe you need to check to see what you are doing or what you're not doing that you can't receive no rain. Israel was out of position with God and for three and a half years, they in drought. Now watch this. As soon as Elijah turned them back to God in his spirit, he said, it's going to rain. Hello? It's going to rain. Hold on, hold on, hold on. It was sunny outside. Wasn't no rain cloud. But he told Ahab, it's going to rain. Said, get back down to the city because you're going to get stuck in the chariot. It's going to rain. Well, how do you know it's going to rain? Listen, you can't talk to folks that can't see what you see. If God has spoken something to you, keep it to yourself. I find somebody that can see. Everybody can see. I don't care if your mama, your daddy, your sister, if they're not walking in the spirit, they can't see. There's some things you can't share with somebody too quickly because they would talk doubt to you. Listen, there's some things you got to hold on to because your faith got to hold on. I don't see nothing. My feelings telling me no, but in my spirit, God is telling me that a change is about ready to happen. Is there anybody where God done spoke something to you and you're struggling? Well, you need some folks that can talk faith with you, pray faith with you, encourage you in the word. Elijah goes up from Mount Carmel. And the Bible says he bent down and he began to pray. He had this, this, this assistant, this boy said, go check, go, go look over the sea. 
and tell me what you see. He goes, he said, I don't see nothing. I don't know what you're talking about. He said, go back. See, a lot of us would have quit right then. A lot of us would have gave up prayer right then. Listen, it's not about how you feel. It's not about what you see. Don't you know, it starts in your spirit first. There's something inside of me that says it's going to rain. I know I'm in proper position to get the rain. Don't know how God's going to do it. Don't know when he's going to do it, but I know God's going to do it. Our God is a God of increase. Do you know that? Our God is a God of increase. You can't stay still when you serve our God. Now watch this. The boy said, I don't see nothing. He said, go back again. The boy come back, still don't see nothing. Go back again. Now you can imagine that boy's pouting. He's mad. He probably got an attitude. He's probably talking about it as he goes back. That old man went crazy. Folks will think you crazy. Be crazy and trust God. Trust God. Well, nobody else believe. Trust God. Six times he went back. And the only reason why Elijah kept on praying, because in his spirit, it was more real in his spirit than what was taking place. He saw it in his spirit. Do you see anything yes, in your spirit? Yes, sir. You know where your victory going to begin? You know where your change begin? You got to see it. Then once you see it, you got to hold on to it. Some of us should have been walking in victory a long time ago, but we let go of it. Our situation took our faith away because God operates by faith. Faith means I don't feel it, I see it. In my spirit, I see it. The little boy came back to seven times. He said, well, I saw a little something. But I didn't see much. What you see? I saw something that was uncharacteristic. I saw a cloud come out of the sea, and it was only the size of, watch this, watch this, watch this. God will send you signals. And it's God orchestrating things. It's that which you say, huh, how did that happen? Watch it's, it's, it's that he begins to connect dots in your life. Well, how did that happen? And how did that connect with that? And then that connected with that. I think God may be up to something. But I'm going to sit back and wait because he's moving folks out of the way. He, bringing other folks in the way. He stopped that and started that. He moved me here and moved me out of trouble. God is moving in the background of our life. I don't know how he's doing, but he's up to something. Matter of fact, I think and if that dot connects to that dot, my blessing's on the way. So I'm going to sit here and wait. And I'm, gonna, I'm not going to wait to shout. 
I'm going to start shouting now because I know my God is up to something. Wait, one way or another, God's going to move in my life because I'm his child and God always blesses his children. Listen, Elijah start hearing rain before it started raining. Elijah saw some rain before it started raining. My question in the house, what you see, what you hear, who you listening to, is God talking to you? Have you moved everything out the way and you in a ready position for your blessing? I don't know about you. I'm getting ready. I'm getting ready to receive what he has for me. Is there anybody in the house getting ready to receive? Listen, he kept you. He brought you. The devil tried to kill you, but you still here. He woke you up this morning. You in your right mind. He must be. He got to be up to something in your life. I don't know what it is, but in your spirit, you ought to sense something. You ought to know something. Keep on praying. Keep on praising. Keep on thinking. Keep on holding. He's up. God is 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 up. There's something in your life. You ought to shout. If you believe that, you ought to shout like you believe it. His kingdom is alive. You can sit in your despair about the negative circumstances. And you can fight your way through and say, I see something. It's not big, but I see something. Oh, oh, ooh, oh. You know why I'm doing that? I just saw something. I saw a picture that was snapshot in the forefront was trouble, but I see something in the background that's not supposed to be there. When I took the picture, I didn't see that in the picture, but in the picture, I see a cross in the background that regardless how bad the forefront is, there's a cross, there's a cross in the background. I think it's Jesus on the cross. I see that they hung him high. I see that they buried him low. I see he got up. He got up. He got up. And when he got up, we got up. For that reason, you hold on. His kingdom is in you right now for his glory, for his name's sake. And he's saying, do you believe? 
Go get your peace. Go get your joy. Go get your destiny. Go get your purpose. Go get it. God gave it to you. And the devil doesn't have the right when you're in Christ Jesus to take it from you. Victory is ours. I don't know what the Lord is saying to you. I hope this word cut through the negativity all around you. There will always be negativity. Matter of fact, the more purpose you got, the more negative the situation will be. <laughs> but you don't have to stay there. God has your victory with your name on it. Today, but the Holy Spirit is prompting you to come. Don't question it. Don't reason it. Follow the anointing. Follow the hand of God. And step out from where you are. And meet God here. There's a cross in your picture. And you need to go to it. Because your life is in the cross. Today. I got preachers that will pray with you and talk with you and share with you Jesus. If you're here today, come.